New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. and trip over that so praise God thank you Jesus we're going to talk about abundant goodness today hallelujah praise God let's pray father God I just thank you I praise you and I honor you for your great goodness to us I thank you that you've given us promises for this year that are just beyond comprehension but today father god i trust you that you will anoint this message that you will anoint me to share what you want to be shared and i thank you that we will have ears to hear what you have to say to us we will have eyes to see what you would have to to show us in jesus name i honor you and and i give you great glory and i tell you devil you have no authority in this place in jesus name We release the anointing into this place right now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. We're going to talk about the abundant goodness of God today. God's goodness is designed to absolutely overwhelm us with his love. Praise God. The word that was given to Brother John for this year was from John 1010, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. And that word abundance from John 1010, praise God, it means abundance exceedingly abundantly. Not just good, but exceedingly abundantly. It means over and above. Think about that. God has said this year he wants us to have over and above and more than is necessary. Not just meet your needs, but more than is necessary. Till it overflows. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God gave me a word. And it goes right along with John's word of abundance. So you can turn to Psalm 6511. The word that God gave to me was gracious goodness. Now, I could talk about gracious, but I'm going to hone in on goodness today for the sake of time. And I'm thankful to God that when he tells us something, that he confirms it. And I heard Hank Kuhneman say that the Lord told him, now he's a prophet of God, praise God, that this would be the year of goodness. And I've heard other prophets talk about the year of abundance. So these two go together. Glory to God. God wants to do some great and mighty things this year. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 6511. It blessed me because it includes both of these thoughts. Glory to God. Psalm 6511. That's verse 1. And I was reading it out of the New King James. It says, you honor the year with your goodness 
and your paths drip with abundance or, or fatness. What that says to us is that God wants to provide for us this year. He wants to provide great and mighty things that we can't even comprehend because he's such a good, almighty God. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation, I love this. It says, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Think about that. Even the hard pathways that the devil sets out in front of us, he cannot stop God's abundance coming to us. Now that stuff is in the world because the devil is the God of this world, but he is not our God. And our God has said, this is a year of abundance. Our God has said, this is a year of his gracious goodness, and we have to receive that. Glory to God forevermore. Nothing can hinder God's blessings. Not even those hard pathways that you've walked through. Oh, glory to God. You're just going to step on out there into this glorious goodness of God this year. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even the difficult things that we've gone through will overflow with God's goodness. Ha, ha, ha on the devil. Glory to God. Think about that. Think about the things that, that you've experienced and God says, I'm going to sweep it away. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it better than ever for you. Hallelujah. And people are going to see and they're going to say, somebody must be helping them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Hebrew word for that word crown, he's going to crown us. Oh, hallelujah. means surround, protect, and encircle. Think about that. He's surrounding you. He's encircling you with his goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time for us to, to look for and expect that abundance. Glory to God. There's been an abundance of negativity huh, for several years. All that garbage put out there by the devil. We're not going to glorify that. But now, but now, Almighty God says, he's rolled up his sleeves, honey. Just like Jesus went into that temple and he knocked over those tables of the money changers. Almighty God has said, I've rolled up my sleeves, people, and you watch what I can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's time for us to, to look for and expect that abundance. Just think, that's what King David did. Think about all the stuff that came against him. His brothers, his family, his friends, Saul. Saul. Think about those that came against him. But you know what he did? Look at Psalm 27, verse 13 in the King James. David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Where? 
Not when you get to heaven. That's going to be wonderful and gracious and glorious. But he said, in the land of the living. Are we living now? Yes. Glory to God, we're living. Amen. And God's showing us his goodness this year. Amen. Bless the Lord forevermore. I expect it. Amen. Glory to God. Look at the Amplified. He said, what? What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Oh, glory to God. Look out, devil. Look out, devil. <laughs> Everything he's stolen from us, he has to return sevenfold. Hallelujah. I remember in, I think it was 1978 or something like that, Charles Capp said there would be coming a, in, an inversion of wealth to come into the land. And I've been hearing the prophets say it again. Honey, it's time. It's time. You want to know why we're supposed to have the prosperity? So that we can go into the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It takes money, honey. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to do our part. Bless the Lord. The new living of that verse says, Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. He could have given up, but he didn't. Glory to God. Why? Because he believed God's goodness. Hallelujah. He even expressed how overwhelmed he was with the goodness of God. Look at Psalm 31, 19 in the King James. He said, oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for them that fear you, who honor and reverence and worship you. Not scared of him. Dear God. Hallelujah. But we honor him. We reverence him. He's laid up for them that, fe that fear you, which you have wrought for them that trust in you before the sons of men. What does that mean? That means that people have to see the goodness of God displayed in us. I said this a number of years ago, and I, I just... I see it happening now with his goodness. God is to be vindicated. It is time for the world to stop saying that God is responsible for all the negativity and all the evil in this world. There's a devil in this world and God, is, God doesn't need to work with the devil. He doesn't need to tell the devil to do stuff for, against us. It's the devil. It's the devil. And bless God, we know the truth. And God is going to be vindicated this year. In the NIV, he said, How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. 
This is a year that God Almighty is going to be vindicated. The world is going to see how good our God is. Hallelujah. I want them to see how good my God is to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And to my family and to you and to you. God Almighty wants to show himself strong on our behalf. Hallelujah. God's goodness is a witness. It's a testimony to the world of his true nature. And that's what I want to happen. I despise, I despise the traditions of men. They've kept people in bondage. And it's time for us to wake up. If it ain't good, it ain't God. That's the bottom line. You look at that situation and you say, hmm, is this, is this cancer good? I don't think so. Well, it can't be God. Is this poverty good? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, Jesus. God wants us to step on up. He wants us to step on up. It's his word. I'm not telling you anything that's not in this word. Glory to God. God's abundance and goodness are vast and magnificent beyond description to whoever will call on him. He said in Psalm 33 that the earth is full of his goodness. He said in Psalm 8 in the Amplified, Verse 6, for you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive. Another aspect of God's goodness is forgiveness. Stop beating yourself up for what you did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Come on. Either Jesus' blood was good enough and big enough to do it or not. That's the bottom line. His blood took care of it in Jesus' name. It says, For you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive our trespasses, sending them away, letting them go completely and forever, and you are abundant in mercy and loving kindness to all those who call upon you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Psalm 145, 9 in the King James. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. His goodness is there. How he wants to bless us. It is just so stirred in my heart. How he wants to bless us. And I want it. I want it. I want to slap the devil smack dab in the face. And show him how good my God is to me and mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's goodness represents everything God is, everything God has, and everything God desires for us to experience. 
You know, Moses said to, to God in, in uh, Exodus 33, he said, show me your glory. And what did God say? I'll show you my goodness. Hallelujah. So let's look at what he said to him. Exodus 34, 6. He said, and the Lord, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Now, somebody might say, well, that was Old Covenant Geneva. That does, wasn't for us. No, I beg to differ. Look at James 1, 17 in the Amplified. Ha, ha, ha. Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. Hallelujah. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light. The Mirror Bible, I love this. It's without exception that God's gifts are only good. Without exception. Its perfection cannot be flawed. The one new man says, with whom there is not one change or shadow variation. And the new living of verse 18 says that we are, are God's choice possession. You get up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and your hair may be all over the place and <laughs> your eyes bleary. You look at that and you say, you are the Lord's choice possession. Ha, ha, ha. It doesn't matter what you look like in the natural. You are God's choice possession. Hallelujah. You know, someone has said, and I won't read it for the sake of time, but you need to read all of Psalm 23 for yourself. Read it every day. It belongs to you. It's for now, but verse 6 of Psalm 23 says, Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. And that word follow, listen to this. It means pursue, <laughs> to chase after God's goodness is chasing after you. Why don't you stop and let him catch you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Stop running from him and say, here I am. Bless me with your goodness today. So the world can see that there's a God in heaven who loves his children. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now we're going to look at John 10.10. 10. Bless the Lord. That was the scripture that God gave John, Brother John. It, it was the one that God gave John for, it, excuse me, for being a year of abundance. It is the dividing line of scripture. It reveals to us, don't you ever have a doubt about who is responsible for what. You read John 10, 10 because it tells us who's responsible for evil and it tells us who's responsible for all good. It says, 
in the King James, the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am, we heard that this morning, didn't we? I am comes that they might have life. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now I'm going to read to you the amplification of each of those words. And when I looked up that word steal, it was very interesting to see in the Greek that word is klepto. Heard of kleptomaniac? Yeah, that's what he is. Okay, so the thief comes not but to steal, to take away by theft or stealth. In other words, he's doing stuff what he thinks secretly. That's why Jesus told us to read the word and to know the truth. Okay, and to kill, to sacrifice, to slay, to slaughter for any purpose. He doesn't need a reason to try to kill you. It's just his nature. You know, you see things happen to people in the world and, and someone says, why did they do that? Well, honey, they were controlled by the devil because that's his nature. And to destroy, to render helpless, to put out of the worry entirely. His sole purpose is to get rid of us. Glory to God. Then Jesus came to, to give us that we might have life, absolute fullness of life, and that they might have it more abundantly, more than is necessary, over and above, super abundantly in quantity or superior in quality. Stop and think about that. He said, I am. He is saying that this is something that he is deliberately, purposely determined to do on our behalf. If we don't know God's goodness, it leaves us open to the devil's attacks to steal, kill, and destroy. Realize that the devil doesn't take vacation. He doesn't just kind of go off and you say, oh, things are good. <laughs> no, he doesn't take vacation. He's consumed with the notion of stealing, killing, and destroying us. And we are told in Romans to abhor, to loathe, to cast off, and to reject that which is evil. So I'm scriptural when I say I hate the devil. And I hate the traditions of men because it puts people in bondage. In Jesus' name. The amplified of that says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Woo, glory. The passion says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He's a kleptomaniac. When I saw that, I thought, oh my goodness. 
<laughs> I had to Google it. It wasn't even in Webster's Dictionary. I had to Google what it meant. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> uh, where was I? But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. And the message says, I came that they, that they may have real and eternal life more and better than they've ever dreamed of. And I, that's why I brought this book. I could have typed it in, but I thought, nah, I'm just going to take the book. This is um, Sparkling Gems from the Greek by Rick Grinner. He's a w renowned Greek scholar, and he takes scriptures and he amplifies it just like we see the amplified bible and just like we see the passion in some of these other translations listen to what he says about john 10 10. i gotta take my glasses off to read this he said the thief come wants to get his hands into every good thing in your life in fact this pickpocket is looking for any opportunity to wiggle his way to deeply, so deeply into your personal affairs that he can walk off with everything you hold precious and dear. And that's not all. When he's finished stealing all your goods and possessions, he'll take his plan to rob you blind to the next level. He'll create conditions and situations so horrible that you'll see no way to solve the problem except to sacrifice everything that remains from his previous attacks. The goal of this thief is to totally waste and devastate your life. If nothing stops him, he'll leave you insolvent, flat, broke, and cleansed cleaned out in every area of your life. You'll end up feeling as if you are finished and out of business. Make no mistake, the enemy's ultimate aim is to obliterate you. It doesn't get any plainer than that. And then, where Jesus was speaking, he said, but I come that they might have, keep, and constantly retain a vitality, gusto, vigor, and zest for living that springs up from deep down inside. I came that they might embrace this unrivaled, unequaled, matchless, incomparable, richly loaded, and overflowing life to the ultimate maximum. Oh, glory to God. That's good. That is good. So when you read John 10.10, 10, which is the scripture for this church, for this year, think about all that it means. It's not just, oh, it's okay. No, no. Abundance, abundance, glory to, to God. The Lord's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hath he not said and will he not do it? Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified. This seals 
in, in our minds that God wants us to know that it is his will, everlasting his will. He said, now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare. Do you dare ask for things? He says for, far above what we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Glory to God. That's what God wants for us, people. And he said it's working in us. You have that living big in you, and God wants us to stir it up, to stir it up in us. Glory to God. You get up every day and you say, show me your glory, Father God. Let me see your gracious abundance, your goodness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're to be careful about our words. Didn't Brother Don say that that could be something that we fast? Not just for these 29 days. We need to fast negative words, period. Glory to God. We're to be very careful to watch our words. We're to agree with God's word. Not the world, not circumstances, not what we see, and not what we feel, and not what we hear. You know, I was thinking about this. I, I was flipping through my whatever it is on, <laughs> on the computer. And I was looking at all this news. I didn't read them, but I just flipped through them. And I thought, isn't that ridiculous? Looking at something from somebody of things that have already happened. When God Almighty wants to tell us about things that he plans to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get in the word. Get it, get it hot off the press. Glory to God. <laughs> okay. So God talked to about what happened with the, the spies and the people in the Old Testament that didn't quite make it into the promised land. In Numbers 14, starting in verse 22, God said, Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these seven, these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. That's a strong indictment against speaking contrary to the word of God. But Caleb had a different spirit, didn't he? He didn't listen. He stood against those ten men and all that whining, sniveling <laughs> men in the wilderness for 40 years. <clears throat> Not one of us, I dare say, 
Not one of us have ever stood 40 years waiting for a promise to come to pass. <laughs> so, something to think about. Verse 24, Caleb, it, God said, But my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land. That's what I want to be said about me. I want God to say, she followed me fully. Praise God. If we want to see the goodness of God this year, we're told exactly what to do. Got your ears, your catchers out, as Copeland says. Psalm 34, 13, and 14, and I don't think you have the new, one new man, but it says, What man is he that desires life and loves many days so he may see good? Here it is. Da 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 da. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking treachery. The Lord said through Brother Copeland, see, God has been saying through the prophets exactly what we're to do. He said through Brother Copeland that in 2023, we are to make sure God's word is final authority in our lives. Make sure the word is final authority. God has crowned us. He's surrounded us. He's protected us. He's encircled us with his goodness. It's a shield. It's a protection. It's favor. He takes us from being the tail and makes us the head. Psalm 65.11 said that. He crowns us. Psalm 8.5 says he crowns, surrounds, protects, and encircles man with glory and honor. You have glory and honor. You are crowned with glory and honor, people. Hallelujah. Psalm 5.12 says, God blesses the righteous and crowns them with favor as with the shield. And I was thinking about that when we heard the testimony earlier about um, getting promoted. And I thought, this church has it in their hearts that we have favor. You know, that's, we've heard more than one testimony about the favor of God. So we have that down. This church has it down. But God wants us to move on up. Move on up to higher things. That's a good start. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> what does the Bible tell us to do? Don't forget his benefits. Psalm 103. I'm going to read verse 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things, and I love this, so that your youth 
is renewed like the eagles. Ha ha! <laughs> An eagle lives a long, long time. Hallelujah. <laughs> In the Amplified of verse 5, it says, Who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation. What you may desire and what I may desire are probably totally different things. But it's at our personal age and our personal situation. He said, with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagle, strong, overcoming, and soaring. Glory to God. We are to expect to live a long, healthy, prosperous, strong life and go home no sooner than 120, because God promised that in Genesis 6, but longer if you desire or less if you, do, if you think your job is finished and you want to go home. But it's up to us, people. It's up to us. We need to decide. And the older you get, the more you've seen life and the more you can help other people, the younger generation, to show them, I will soon be 82, and I can honestly say, even when my mom was raising three girls during the, the Depression years, we were kept, we had a place to stay, we had, a, had food to eat, we had clothes on our body. I don't know to this day, except that it was the goodness of God. No matter what came against Jerry and I, when he was in, in Vietnam, the man right next to him was killed, but he came home safe. God kept him. My son had a car wreck, and the policeman, he did, what, did not have his seatbelt on. It was not a law then, I guess. He said if he had had it on, he would have been crushed. The driver's seat was crushed. You know what happened to him? He heard a voice tell him, grab the right door handle and put your hand over your face. He had a scratch on his finger. When we were in Germany, those of you that have been in Germany, you know how fast they drive. <laughs> and we were in a Volkswagen, not a very big car, and there was a wreck right in front of us, and they were going like that. And all I could say was, Jesus. And I don't know how we got through, except the grace of God got us through. And I looked back, and the cars were sm smashing up one another. My heavenly Father has kept me and my house and kept me faithfully for nearly 82 years. And I'm here to tell you, he wants to keep you faithfully. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Psalm 92, verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Don't you ever say that I'm getting too old, that I must be getting old, I must be getting Alzheimer's. No! Don't you dare say that. I have never said that, thankfully. Thank God he has kept me from saying things that people in their 20s and 30s begin to say. Well, I must be getting old. Honey, you haven't seen anything in Jesus' name. How faithful he is. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. That doesn't mean fat, fat. <laughs> Abundance, goodness, glory to God. And verse 15, in the Amplified. See, I just, I grab hold of all these scriptures that tell us all this good stuff that God has for us as we get older. Glory to God. It says there are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Think about this. The other day I was with, with uh, talking to Betsy, and she said, Hebrews 11.1, 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's confident expectation of good. And it was like a revelation. What is the name of this church? You hope. When you come to this church and you claim that you're part of this church, you need to expect that you have new hope, confident, ex new confident expectation of good think about that here we've sat in this church for however long have you thought about what <laughs> I mean it was just like hello names mean something to God God stirred John up for this year abundance abundance Confident expectation of good. Goodness. He wants us to, come on, let's get moving here. All right. All the blessings of the Bible belong to us because Jesus came to give us life abundantly. We have every reason to give thanks to the Lord God Almighty for he is good. You know, we say that a lot here. God is good all the time. He is good, <laughs> and he is good all the time. We need to give thanks for that. Thank him every day for his goodness. Make giving thanks a priority in your life. Give thanks for what he's going to do. Give thanks for what he's done. I, I mean, I am thankful to my heavenly father. He protected Jerry. He protected my son, John, and he's protecting my granddaughter, Alex. I am part of a military family, and do you know 
that military are, are ministers of God. All of you that were in the military, you were a minister of God Almighty. Think about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is what the Lord told Jerry Seville in 1992. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. Hallelujah. He's told us what to do. Keep your mouth from speaking trash and be thankful for what I've done for you and be thankful for what I am going to do for you. Make speaking right words priority in your life. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't be moved by what you see, feel, or hear. The goodness of God is waiting on the other side of every adversity. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I honor you. You are so good to us. You love us so much. The door is open to us to move on up to a higher level in you. And I trust you to do that. And I thank you, Father God, that we will, we will be so aware of how the enemy tries to, to, to steal this word from us. And I declare it will not be stolen from us. It will not be stolen from me. The revelation of your abundance for new hope outreach ministries will only grow exponentially in Jesus' name. And I thank you and praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.